Greetings everyone and welcome to the 2nd of September 2015 edition of the Progress with Unity podcast with me, Barry Worthington. I'm sorry, that's a lie. I'm Dan, as if you hadn't already noticed. Barry is away at the FAB meeting at the DW Stadium, so unfortunately he's handed in his sick note tonight. But we've got plenty of people around the table who are brave enough to attend the podcast this and, evening. And to talk in normal voices instead of radio DJ. I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my apologies. It's not that, eh? Don't worry, carry on. This is my normal voice, isn't it? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, let's see who we've got. We've got Statman Gareth. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing this week? Doing good. I believe you're off on your halls soon, yes, is that true? Yeah. yeah. Where are you going? New York. Whereabouts? Calador. Oh, I've just come back from Sacoma. How's the weather, Nick? The weather was belting, as you can see. Yes. For those in uh, podcast land, I'm brun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, nice one. Oh, you'll enjoy it. Good Excellent. Week. So, we'll look forward to that. Or you will, rather. And we've also got Adam. Hello. Hello. You alright? I'm alright, thank you. You've been to the game this week? Uh, I have, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to that very soon. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> it goes every week. Of course. Sorry if I offended you by saying that. No, that's fine. I'm sure I forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Simon. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome to the Progress with Unity podcast again. Glad you could join us once more. No problem. Rob. Good evening, Dan. We're in blue this evening. Yeah, my favourite colour. Yeah, Wigan Athletic. Yeah. I'll not say what colour I'm wearing, but it may have something to do with rugby league teams. And speaking of rugby league, we have a rugby league fan in the form of Mick. Hello. I'm a Wigan fan. A Wigan fan? Mm. Sorry. No, I did. I, I must admit, I must admit, I did go to the game on Saturday and I Sky Plus the Challenge Cup final. <laughs> yes. And, and I actually turned around and told somebody off because I said, oh, it's 6 0 to Leeds. I said, shut up. I said, if you mention it again, <laughs> I said, I won't be responsible for what I, what I do to you. Anyway, he kept quiet. But I moved at half time and went when I knew. Uh, nobody be mentioning it. Okay, I won't mention rugby again this evening. Oh, maybe. I was going to. <laughs> well, that's okay, Paul. Go on. I Go ahead. Only, I only know one Challenge Cup final. I was playing indoors while my next door neighbour was busy winning it. There you go. Don't live there anymore. Is that a golf trophy then? No, Challenge Cup final. Okay. My next door neighbour was busy getting a winner's medal. I was round at my mate's house listening to it on the radio. Not that my rugby, but it was on Five Live. Right, well, this is not a rugby podcast. This is a football podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about Wigan Athletic. We have a crew review. We're going to look back at the transfer deadline day dealings, which have been rather exciting indeed, or at least the ones after 6pm. And then we're going to look forward to Chesterfield before wrapping up with a few bits of news. But first, it is crew, and we're going to head on over to Statman for the stats of that game. Yes, the stats from the game, Wigan Athletic versus Crew Alexandra. Possession, Athletics managed 53% and Crew 47%. Wigan managed 15 shots, Crew 9. Athletics got 9 shots on target, Crew got 2. We had 8 corners, Crew 3. We got 3 yellow cards, Crew 1. No reds, and the score we managed a 1 0 win courtesy of Michael Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Curtis, excellent. Courtesy of a dodgy goal. Mm, well, we're going to get to that in a minute, but first we're going to head on over to the DW Stadium where I believe Gareth is with Jacob and they've got 
a live update. Hello, this is a post-match analysis following the Wigan Athletic versus Crew Alexander home game, in which fortunately the Latics managed to get three points with a 1-0 victory, courtesy of Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs had in a goal uh, from a corner that shouldn't really have been a goal. The uh, Will Grigg was putting the goalkeeper, the Crew Alexander goalkeeper, under a lot of pressure, uh, forcing him to stay on his line. Worth the courtesy of the Latics, uh, we were able to get a goal at the far post and uh, unmarked Michael Jacobs. Two guys you've mentioned there, Jacob, Will Grigg and Michael Jacobs, have chances to add to the score sheet, didn't they, really, during the game? Yeah, Will Grigg had a chance in the uh, second half where he hit the post with a quite, quite a, quick, a quick cross from uh, Craig Davis, who was playing terrific football, holding up the ball like a good striker should, passing it into his partner, Will Grigg. And then, of course, Jacobs had a number of opportunities. A number of opportunities were, to be fair to the Crew Alexander goalkeeper, made a couple of good stops to uh, prevent them from conceding any further goals and not keeping it at 1-0. Crew had a couple of opportunities. They hit the post in the first half. Unfortunately, we managed to get three points from the game. We did. Defensively, we seemed a lot more sound. We had uh, Daniels, who reminds me of a young uh, Burnett when he, when he first came to the club, where he looked solid. He was winning most of the headers, looked a lot more confident on more confident on the ball than most of the other centre backs. Morgan, looking like that solid, limited defender who's just Mr. Confidence and Mr. S- Mr. Consistency, and uh, and then uh, good to see Jason Pierce back to full fitness and playing the full 90 minutes. Three points, look forward to the next game. Thanks for that, Jacob. Mm. Right, well, thank you very much, Gareth and Jacob. A lot of interesting points (laughs) that we're going to elaborate on right now, in fact. I'm going to kick us off by saying that I actually thought that we dominated the first half. We could have got three or four. It was very reminiscent of the whole of the Scunthorpe game. The only difference was that Crew actually had some sort of attacking promise, attacking prowess, and they managed to hit the post. I don't know if anybody agrees with me on that? Yeah, they did. Uh, but then again, I think their attacks did actually expose our weaknesses at the time. I still think we're struggling at the back. We're not fully equipped to cope with the um, break attack, which is what teams seem to be able to do against us. We're becoming, even so early on in the season, they think... This is what we're going to do. We'll just defend. We'll just hold them. We'll catch them on the break. And they have done. It's just, well, fortunate enough for us. They could put it into in net. Can I differ to that slightly? I don't know. It's only a matter of opinion, this. I, I think the, the, the three lads at the back are good. It's the two sitting central defenders for me that, that that's, that's the problem. I think we're allowing the teams to come through our midfield too much and before we meet them sort of at the back Perkins is doing a good job but I don't think Power is quite the defensive minded midfielder that perhaps he should be Is this reminiscent of last season because that's what it was like last season wasn't it? Yeah very true One or two solid players at the back something good up front but nothing at all in midfield of any substance to stop them from getting through nobody you could actually just put whoa I'm going to get that ball break, break play down I think in the first half, the midfield was quite good, but then in the second half, it just gradually, gradually disappeared as we sat back, sank deeper, and then just decided, right, that's it, we're going to build a brick wall, you're going to try and break us down, because that's all we can do at this point. I I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. We should have been, I, I felt through the whole game that really we needed two. 
you could see them scoring but they didn't you think what what did the keeper realistically have to do it, it, it wasn't as though the keeper was pulling worldies out left front centre was it I mean there, there was a shot that hit the post where had that been an inch the other way I think he'd probably been beaten but apart from that he, he didn't really have a lot to do so whilst they might not have looked as smooth in defence and midfield as you'd like they didn't give much away I agree with Paul I think we restricted Cruy to one genuine chance in that mm. game and that was the one that hit the post from 25 yards I, th- I think I'm going to slightly disagree with what's been said so far I thought it, we give the ball away second half a bit too cheaply but I still felt that we kept a good enough shirt and I thought we did enough, certainly did enough to win the game we, we probably should have you know, put it to bed we had the Grig chance we had a few chances in the first half as well yeah, Michael um, Jacobs had a number of chances yeah he did yeah. So. I think overall very satisfied with the performance and again players once they do get more of an understanding I think we'll become even more solid of a unit and defend from the front a little bit better yes and actually now we're post transfer window we can start to think about settling down bedding in the new players which we're going to go into a little bit later on and progress with unity hey hey <laughs> It's cheap, that one. <laughs> See, Barry never does that sort of stuff, does he? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Gareth, where are we in the table now? We're now 11th in the table after five games with two wins, one draw, two losses. We scored four and conceded four with seven points. Which is probably not where we would have liked to be, but... I, I, I think that's all right. I, I did some notes and then didn't bring them. But if you if you look at where we are in the table, we, we've beaten two teams at the bottom at home, we've lost to two teams at the top away, and we've drawn against a team that's really close to us. So we're, we're about par. But and if you think if you think that what par? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. If you were here twenty minutes ago, um, yeah. So we, we, if you think that we've we've you look at the squad and apart from Chris McCann nobody was there this time last year so they're, they're all getting to know each other if you put this this blending of players if we get that right you would hope that where we are now and where we can be later on in the season we can make a bigger improvement than a lot of the te- other teams in the division ideally you want to be three points clear of everybody else at the top and flying that's not going to happen given that you've had a complete overall we're looking steady mid-table at the moment for me with a lot of room to carry on improving which it's not that bad a place it really isn't considering you've shipped everybody out and started afresh yeah would you be happy to see us hold this farm and then come to Christmas at around 10th or 11th in the table and then concentrate on pushing for perhaps top 6 no because if you get into Christmas and you're 10th and 11th the gaps are starting to grow Right. You're starting to get a few more points behind people. I, I, I'm happy to stay five or six points behind the team at the top. Right. So you'd like you'd like us to Rather continue winning. Yeah. Well, obviously just, just, we'd all like that, wouldn't we? You just, just <laughs> if you peg the team in first, you're going to catch them. Because the t- you know, if you you look on Saturday, we we equalled. The gap between the top of the table and us didn't get any bigger. And if that's always the case, you're never going to go far wrong. Yep. You're going to slowly. If you're six points behind the team that wins the title, you're going to be happy. 
I mean, it's tight as well, isn't it? You know, between yeah. like us and say Chesterfield next opponent, there's three points, but that's more or less getting them for four places. Yeah, yeah. So it's it is is tight. You know, you with three points off top six. Yeah, I don't I don't think the the position in the table is overly relevant at this point in the, in yeah. the season. I think the point is the gaps opened up a little bit from the top, but you kind of expect it to be behind a team that any team sets off flying. It doesn't matter who it is. They've got to maintain that. We're sat here thinking, well, we've started all right, but we're going to get better. And, and if we do get better, we'll, we'll, we'll head in the right direction. Where we are now, I'm happy. Hmm. And, and I watched two teams playing football on Saturday instead of two teams kicking lumps out of each other and trying to get the ball above the skyline of the stadium. It was a well-contested game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a competitive yeah. game. I enjoyed it, to be honest. I did, uh, I did lose interest a little bit in second half. But um, I think that was because Wigan realised that they were controlling the game and they held off a little bit for me. But uh, echoing what Paul was saying there about uh, placing the uh, in the table at the moment, as long as you've got one eye on what the people who are above you are doing, knowing that, all right, we've lost to two teams above us, two teams towards the top end, but they, they were our two away games, weren't they? Mm. So the good thing is, is we've got them two guys at home. Yep. So we've got Coventry and um, Gillingham at home. So. Yeah, we've built, we've built on a good home form. Yeah. And then we've got to find a way how to play away from home. I think that's what it's about. And I think we'll do that. Well, undefeated in the league at home. And that conceded a goal. Yeah, well, I think that is a, a crucial one. That was mentioned by Barry on the way home from the match on, on Saturday. Um, you know, do you class that as an ugly win? We've won 1 0, not conceded. Um, three points in the bag it, it, does, it does wonders for the old confidence that for me yeah. well you, you say it could be ugly but we were inches away from it being a little bit more beautiful with <laughs> Will Grigg hitting the post yeah. five minutes into the second half mm. yeah. Jacob's run if he'd have put a finish on that you'd have had another cracker yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not trying to do it honestly <laughs> you'd have had another another good goal and you'd, you'd have just been it's, it's that gelling and players finding form if, as long as you're doing that you know, I mean, it does sound very much the same as what we were saying last season, one season before. Let's just get the form together and we'll be all right. But in the next couple of games, you'll start to really see where you're going. I, th- I think five in, we're looking all right. A couple yeah. of decent wins, you know, a couple of hard fought losses. The fact <laughs> that we managed nine shots on target and they managed just two. Yeah. And, and also the fact that it was there because J- Jacob's had a number of chances Greg probably should have scored on another they would have done you know so added to that the goal as well I think we could have been more comfortable than 1-0 I mean you look at like the nine shots on target in the last couple of seasons we've not had nearly as many of them you know actually on target we've not been troubling the goal so the fact that we're having 15 shots and nine of them on target is I, I mean we've had dis- we've had discussions in past seasons about Shots on targets and things. You felt like we were good for another goal or two on Saturday, mm. and, and you know whatever the numbers say, that's the feeling you, you've got there. We're good for another goal, maybe two more goals at least. Without you know, and that's not clutching straws, is it? We, you know, we're easily good for another couple. So. Yeah, yeah, it was good, good game, excellent. And speaking of goals, just before we move on from Crew, there's one particular attacker I'd just like to give a bit of praise, and that is Mr. Craig Davis. I thought. He had a very good game on Saturday, and it was unfortunate not to at least get an assist or perhaps even a goal. Well, they they started to come into it when he came off, didn't they? And and we lost our 
edge when he went off. Yeah, I think if he was 100% fit, there's no way I would have taken him off his ability to all the ball. I mean, that would have been priceless in that them last 20 minutes. I think that's where we really struggled. We, we couldn't keep all of it, and that would have been a massive factor in his doing so. And I think going forward, that's going to be... He's going to be massive, you know, even for this weekend coming without Greg because of international duty. You know, Davis is going to play a vital role with, you know, perhaps one of the new signings up there with him. So he's been he's been consistent since he came in. And you know, speaking to Bolton fans, they've sung his praises. So he's he's done his job week in week out. Talking to Bolton fans. <laughs> yeah. He's been talking to Bolton fans down the zoo. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. How do you think I feel? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. You know. I, I, I was saying this out of sympathy for your predicament. <laughs> listen, your dad's not picking you up tonight, is he? Oh listen, God. listen. We've got to thank Bolton right. because be on before it's released. Because <laughs> yesterday was indeed transfer deadline day, and we may or may not have signed one or more players from Bolton. We did. And it was one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of this. That's the end of this podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for summing that up for me, Paul. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, I've got some stats, or at least some profiles, on the players that we have purchased on transfer deadline day. Would you like to hear them? Yes. Please. Good. We heard one yes over there, so I'll read them out. Just good normal. <laughs> for, those in, for those in podcast land, the other five panelists are shaking their heads. <laughs> no. <laughs> but only one yes is enough because I'm sure all the people out there at home want to listen to these first of all I should say there is one that got away and that is James Vaughan a deal fell through at approximately 3 o'clock the Huddersfield forward tweeted ambiguously the truth always comes out in the end I have no idea what he could mean by that but I feel we've not heard the last of it but never mind because it means when it's all over you do actually find out what the truth of the matter is that's what it means <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is the end of the progress with the initial podcast for this one <laughs> sorry so who did we sign let's take a look and anybody can shout out at any point if they've got anything to say about these guys if they've got any quick facts or anything otherwise interesting we've got Andy Kellett who got is goal of season in football league yeah. mm. played with Reese James at United Yes. Did we sign him from Bolton? <laughs> yes, we did. We signed yeah. him from Bolton on a three-year deal. Born in Bolton. He was indeed, and he has a, a strong Bolton accent as well. I've been watching the interviews with him on YouTube, and he has, of course, been on loan at Manu and Plymouth. Left back. Left back. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a defender, but I didn't know any more than that. We needed cover, to be honest. We only had James there, didn't we? So. Well, he's not actually the only defender that we've been doing business with this week. Jack Hendry, 20 years old, also a defender, has been signed from Parsic on a four-year deal, a really long-term deal, and so far he's made four pro appearances for the Jags. Anybody know anything more about Hendry? He doesn't leak 20. He doesn't, <laughs> he does he? <laughs> 15. <laughs> James MacArthur was like that, though, when he came. Yeah. You know, like, I remember seeing him for the first time thinking... Who's this kid? Yeah. He's still a yeah. kid. Yeah. Oh, my God, he changed when he went up for you. I believe Everton were interested in him uh, and Martinez were after him, so it shows how highly thought of he must be. 
So he's going to come to Wigan, play a season in the South yeah, Everton. Yeah, and then come to Everton, yeah, to join. Then he'll sell to Chelsea. Yeah, as long as we make any money on it. Yeah, yeah. we'll make a few nice million off it. And finally, for the signings on transfer deadline day, announced at approximately 6.15pm, is, I've got to be careful how I say this, the Slovenian Haris Vujkic, <laughs> the 23-year-old attacking midfielder who we've loaned from Newcastle to the end of the season. And I have been interviewing John Latimer, who is the former Vital Rangers editor, and he says he's got a bit of a reputation as a diver, but he will win you the odd penalty. Now, Rangers boss McCall has had some serious words with him about his diving antics, apparently, so hopefully he's cleaned up his act. But basically, if it wins us a few penalties, I don't care. Oh, Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Around this very table, we were slagging Fortuny off for doing that. I wasn't. I was. And I don't like it. Now, if if he's a diver, he can go with Tom Watts' features to Olympics. (laughs) Tom Daly. Tom Daly, him as well. Tom Jones? Well, Tom Jones, yeah, yeah, the voice. <laughs> now, the thing is, though, it worries me that if he's coming with a reputation as a diver, right, then he's not played enough pigging games, really, in the last 12 months to get a reputation as a diver, hasn't he? Now, you, you say, how many goals did he score in that long period? Eight. How many of them are penalties? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. How many penalties and how many goals are penalties? Yeah. He's there, he gets some, doesn't he? Is it one of these where... You have, it, you have the arrangement if I get a penalty I'm taking it one of them well they could do it that way down in the second tier in Scotland I don't know Ooh. 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 was that oh dear was that too deep I'm sorry now, I'm don't sorry John now, don't forget all the Rangers fans north of the border have a soft spot for Wigan because let's not forget this is the, this is the place where they came to collect their uh, Europa League final tickets that time and um Every, everyone I've spoken to always said, oh, yeah, 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 the DW Stadium, we came down. And they love us. So, Dan, for international relations, don't slag them off. I'm sorry. Yes, I'd just like to say that Rangers are very good. I like them. We like Rangers, yes. We love them here on the Progress with Unity podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get all the Celtic fans writing in now with all the hate mail, won't we? <laughs> you cannot win. You cannot win. I have your fingers crossed. <laughs> Yes, and of course, we've given them three of our players, haven't we? Yeah. Keenan, Wycon, and Tavernier, yes. So started on Saturday, Sunday. Did he score the other day? Got a brace, swag on. Tavernier scored five in eight. Penalties. Penalties. (laughs) Yeah, man, she's 80 Tavernier, they are for (laughs) Right, so fantastic. Those are the dealings, but also, Sean Murray has extended his loan deal to the 16th of January 2016. So he'll be with us for a little while longer and hopefully plug the gap at defence. Some good signings there. Mm. Yeah, seems. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be players that, that don't measure up. There's going to be players that surprise you. We've got cover everywhere. Let's just thought we're all right. Yeah, see, how it, see how it shapes up next few weeks, don't we? Were you getting a squeaky bum at five to six when you thought, "Oh, we've not signed anybody. We need some defenders. We need some attackers." No, because no? you don't know you, you don't know who half yeah. the players are. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you go back. You go back to transfer windows in last few years. You've been sat there thinking, "I hope such and such a body doesn't leave. I hope this one doesn't go." Now, you, you don't know what to think because. You don't know who we've got, and you don't know you who we're up, getting. Could end up signing rubbish like Andy Delore and Oriol Riera. Yeah. Mm. Very big goal, 
for the last couple of years about our lack of goals. We've already mentioned tonight a lack of goal scoring chances. It's nice to see that we've got some options up front now. Mm. Well, potentially options anyway. Mm. With Greg mm. and Davis already beginning to form a partnership and the new lads who are coming in as well. Yeah, yeah. I just simply say chances. We're creating chances. Yeah. That's a bonus given what we've watched in the last 18 months, yeah. isn't it? I think if we're in a good position come January and you know we're, we're pushing for that promotion area, it'll attract other players you know, who perhaps making their name for lesser sides in the league or bottom in the championship but scoring goals or a side at the back you know, there might be tendencies for them to come to Wigan so it's onwards and upwards Yes, and we can all sit peacefully now until the Christmas transfer window we'll do this all over again <laughs> but let's come to more immediate, more pressing issues with the Chesterfield preview and I believe Simon You've prepared something for us for this Saturday at the Proact Stadium. Yes, uh, it's got a few little bits and pieces, and then I think you've got a few other things down. Chesterfield currently sitting seventh uh, with one in League One, winning three, drawing one, losing one, scored seven and conceded four. So, like I said earlier, there's three points ahead of us. Um, so, you know, that gap isn't too far. There's quite a few teams on, ten points. Last time out, they beat Millwall 2-0. Uh, Jay O'Shea, the striker for them, uh, extending Millwall's woeful start. They had a quiet Monday, well, Tuesday as it was yesterday, on deadline day, bringing in no players. And there's just a couple of um, other little facts. Both clubs have been managed by Frank Barlow. Chesterfield in 1980 to 1983. Obviously, the Latics in 2007 in the Premier League. And our last win at Chester was a 2-1 win courtesy of Andy Little and the Duke and we've not lost to Colchester since 1994 at Springfield Park Colchester? Yeah Chesterfield, Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting me get through that last bit yeah, Chesterfield OK, OK Just a slip of the tongue there Do you want to yes. re-record it? Do you want to re-record nope. it? Well, well, can carry on Right, well some fantastic stats there Thank you Thank you Simon But I believe Statman himself Gareth has a few things to add to that. Am I right? Not really. Uh, <laughs> but I've got, well, last year, sorry, last year we finished sixth in the league. Right, we got to the playoffs. We were sadly PNE beaten four 0 So far this season, Chesterfield three, Barnsley one. First win of the season. Sheffield United two, Chesterfield nil. Then they won away two one at Shrewsbury. Had a nil-nil draw with Rochdale at Chesterfield, and then won away again at Millwall. So it looks like they're having some good results. Mm. Although I haven't seen any of the performances. Millwall's never an easy place to go, is it? For nope. no. I think if you go there and get something, you're back in this. We're looking steady. We're picking away point up. Look to improve. So if you go there and get turned over, you're kind of back in the last season's mould of. Never quite getting going. That, that's what kind of worries me a bit. Because for all we've had a couple of decent games, we, we have just thrown a squad together and it could unravel. You know, last time we were sat with the window having paid a fortune for four, sure, with these two new strikers all happy and excited. Look how that happened. Do you think that's going to happen on Saturday? Do you think we're going to unravel? No, I don't think we will. I, th- I think there doesn't seem that, that same atmosphere about... It's, it's all very intangible 
when things are going well and when things it's dead easy to look at the results and basically say yeah we're great we won that one it's trying to assess the overall intangible picture and I think we're alright at the moment you get get something Saturday and you'll start you know, the fact that they held out on Saturday just gone good confidence boost you know you create your chances you missed a couple that's not so good the fact that you didn't concede there's your positive from that you, you, you didn't concede you stuck together as a team you picked up your three points go and get something at Chesterfield and, and then you're starting to if you get something there if we pick up another 1-0 away at Chesterfield I think we, we're starting to gel and gain momentum then OK are we not a bit worried about our away farm this season though two games against top sides you know this is another one that gets to side above us and it's going to be a big it's going to be a big challenge and I've got to admit I think the challenges so far away have been far greater than the ones we've had at home yeah it is it's too early mm. to start worrying mm. uh, but we do obviously if we have got ambitions of being up there at the end of the season we've got to start performing away from home yeah. and start picking up some points and hopefully start doing that this Saturday yep Saturday is as good a time as any mm-hmm. well these are the games what test your metal don't they you know it's a, a, a winnable game mm. when you get against the side just above us you get tested and you come through, that puts you in a far better yeah. position for the next game. Yeah. When we had that crazy run in 2011, every game was... Every, once we started to pick points up, every game that followed had a degree of jeopardy about it that meant that you couldn't relax. Yeah. You had to just keep doing it. The game that you just won gave you confidence going into the next game, which was a bit more difficult, which meant that you couldn't relax. So it's... That's where we are now. We, we can't relax. We've got to go there knowing that you're going to be tested again, get some points there, and then build and build and build. Any of the new signings going to be thrown in at the deep end? Not a clue. I think Vukic kitchen probably get a good bit of playing time because obviously Griggs yeah. away in international GT and Billy Mackay's, well, Dundee United, so unless we're going to go 4 5 1. The lad that came on. Against Crew though, not sure you I will I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname. He looks quite rapid up front. So I was quite you know, in fact, you know, I was saying earlier on uh, I was losing a bit of interest. When he came on he kinda of put things up a little bit for me. Yeah. Because he did show some good touches, he can control the ball, he can run. You see there's that difference between a fast player and a player who can move with a ball fast. You know, um, we've had players in the past who can chase them through ball and get there first. But what they do with it then, God knows. Or you've got someone like McManaman who can get a ball, take it 20 odd yards quite quickly, and then tries to beat them all again because he is pretty good. I like this lad. I like this lad. But he's only a lone E, isn't he? Mm. Isn't he only a lone yeah. E? Mm. It's season, season long though, is it? Is it season? season? I, don't, I hope it is. Yeah, There's a slot for him, I use, so he yeah. gets season there. Ah, uh, the lad yeah. from Huddersfield. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Is that who came on? Was he not? Yeah, yeah, he came on for a game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did. Louis, is it something like that? I think he'll get a game on, on Saturday. Well, mm. I think he showed enough on um, Saturday to justify at least another place on the bench. Mm. Yeah. Because even what he got, what fifteen minutes was it? He only got a few minutes. He came on eighty-eight. 
so did it, it turned it solo in there, but, yeah. but you could see that he was you know, a rapid player and alternative. Yeah, stretch some defences over the course of the next few years. Plus, you've got this lad that's come down from Newcastle as well, haven't you? Yeah. So. He can score goals as well. He got yeah. nine in 17 last year, something like that. Nine, yeah, goal also. Well, that's what we need. That's what we need, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, are we going to miss Greg? We don't know yet, do we? I think he'll be alright for one game. Okay. Just, I, I, I think he's in danger of developing a complex. I know we're only five games in, but he's not scored a league goal yet, has he? He only scored it goal. Who, Greg? Yeah. Oh, no, he's he's scored, scored a penalty. Against, scored against, penalty. Uh, it's gone thought, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a penalty again. Penalty again. <laughs> so what you said is he's not scored in open play, but yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, you, just, you could kind of... Yeah, there is that. I whether, whether that psychology just comes into play. You well, could do with just... I think he offers more, doesn't he, Greg? It's not just his goals, I think. No, no, but Fortuna offered a lot in that department, didn't he? But didn't get goals. Debatable. Well... I think he's a bit unlucky at Gillingham. He had there was a ball in at the back post. You start feeling unlucky. You start feeling unlucky, don't you? And yeah. Your confidence starts to get dented a bit, and you know all our fans, pretty much to a man, will say we're the strikers' graveyard. I think judging off last few home games, well, last couple of home games, I think we're going to create chances and I think yeah. if you create chances for him I think he'll score well I, I think that's what I'm saying I think you want him to get one get over that thing and then you can score the actful he yeah. couldn't have come much closer than the dinner no. against Green could no. I mean no. <laughs> but, yeah. but it, it, again it's that that starts to make you possibly feel a bit unlucky I said, we'll have, you know, we'll have five strikers in the next couple of weeks because Mick's main man will be back. Well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, Matt, Mick's main man could be featured this uh, weekend. You know, he's come through a, a, a reserve game, hasn't he? Nah, too early, yeah. Too early. Thirty minutes. He's been eight for now. Yeah, Luke, when he needs to, he can step up to the mark. Watch could, the whole mass. You might get. Five I could play half an hour after after eight months rest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he might be in the dressing room. I think he might be on the bench. It might be an un- unplayed sub, but I think he will feature on that bench at least this week. I, I, and I would put him there because he's, he's, an, he's probably one of the most experienced players in the club. Davis and the Willer for me. Mm. Mm. I, I, I think he'll feature during the season, mate. I just think Saturday's a bit early. Yeah. You see, Gary Caldwell's going to be listening to this right now and he'll think, oh yeah, good idea, we'll put Holt in there. Well, that's what I said to him on phone earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so can we have some predictions for Saturday, please? It's gonna go dark. <laughs> for the football. All right. Okay. Oh look, at that is serious. He's put his glasses on to do his prediction. Do you want to kick us off then? All right, go on. Then I'll start. Uh, one, Paul. One, one. Anything to add? Yeah, we draw. Who's gonna score? Uh, both oh, sides, Wigan and Chesterfield. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mick? <laughs> well, I, I I think it's going to be pretty close. I think 1 1, and then we're going to nick it right at the very end. I think 2 1. And I think the Holt Master is going to score them both. <laughs> when he comes on, right, with five minutes to go, I think we're going to do them 2 1. See, that was sensible enough until you brought Holt into it, but okay. One of these days, when you watch, he's going to get a hat trick. Yeah, with about four minutes gone. <laughs> Rob? Yeah, uh, well, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, they, did, they had a good season last season. I think they had excellent home form. 
But I think this could be the game where we get our away season kicking off and picking up some points. Mm. It's a chance for someone to come in the team and show what they can do with Greg being away. Um, I'd like to think that chance will be taken. And I think I think we'll keep another clean sheet and I think we'll win this one 1-0. Very, very confident. Simon? Um, I had a long card think. And I, I think, well, Rob, get the away wins or away form going. But I think we'll do a bit of a job here this week. I just got a, a positive feeling, and I'm fancying a three-one Latics win. Jeez, everybody's very positive here. Adam, I think I think we'll we'll get our away form going. I think it'll be a close game. I think dealing of uh, dealing of, thinking back for weeks here. Chesterfield will be a threat when going forward, but I think we'll we'll be solid at the back. I think we'll get nick a goal late on. One 0 Excellent, Gareth. A lot of pressure on you here. Bit of negativity. If if Chesterfield were to win, that would put them on thirteen points, and we'd be on seven. So there would be a gap beginning mm. to appear. I'm hoping that's not the case. And I'm we wrong. I want a clean sheet, away performance, and a clean sheet. And I'd like to nick us three points, so that both teams are on ten points at the end of play on Saturday. Don't care what the score is, just three points. Mm. Here's, enough, that. here's a question: Can Chesterfield go top if they win? Do you know? Don't know. Okay, could be a carrot. There's other teams. You'd need a lot of teams to lose. Well, I was going to be conservative and go for a draw, maybe one all. But everybody's positivity has rubbed off on me, so I think we're going to nick it. One nil, let's say, or two one. Let's say one nil. Okay. So overwhelmingly, I think we're all very positive. You're not naming your goal scorers, so you ask me to. Grant Holt. <laughs> yeah, get <laughs> in. <laughs> Richard Wait, O'Donnell. Let's substitution is going to win it for us. Right, so we're going to win. We're going to smash him on Saturday. Come on, positivity, positivity. That's what I'd like to hear. But before we leave you this evening, we have one piece of news. And that is relating to the Wigan 10K. The Wigan 10K run. Good luck to everybody that is competing in it. This Sunday, including our very own Mr. Barry Worthington. So, yes, and of course, Mick's wife. Yeah, my missus is doing it. She's doing it for a, a local charity. I think Barry's doing it for a very worthwhile charity, and I, for one, will be sponsoring him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people yeah. Will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Get on the internet, click the links, etc., in the podcast description, etc., to find out more about that. And I believe that wraps it up for this week's edition of the PWU podcast. Unless anybody else has anything to add that they'd like to discuss before we leave. MAEs, you're a mercenary. Had to be said, sorry. (laughs) Yes, we nearly went the whole podcast without mentioning it. Oh no, you mentioned it earlier, didn't you? So, (laughs) oh well. Thank you very much for listening and tune in again next week when Barry will be back and no doubt report on the FAB meeting and that'll be very very juicy indeed so please do download next week's edition it's a bit better than this one <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself Bob. Uh, right, see ya see ya good night thanks remember in the end nobody wins unless everybody wins come what time